All right, everybody's already confused. Um, I am so far from my studio, very out of place. We did <clears throat> kind of close to home, though. Yeah, minimal effort to make this 509-esque, just this the sign in the on the TV there. Nice. I was going to say we should move everything downstairs, but then we all got super lazy, and now we're here. But by popular demand, probably as you guys could guess, not to you know make you feel super special. Number one requested podcast by far, C-Boys TV. Which is funny because a lot of the people probably commenting that know that we already have a podcast. Yeah. Granted, this one's going to be different. Already plugging us, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 little did these people know. (laughs) Life Wide Open podcast. Subscribe, please. No, that's funny. What a great honor. Yeah, don't lie. I was what? one of the first guests on your podcast, and I look back at the views, and sometimes I cringe at it. Like I was like, "Oh, did I talk about something dumb? Was not that interesting?" So hopefully, we can reverse that on our end. I thought we had a lot of great response from that. It was a good one. Well, you were our first guest that we ever had. I know it's weird, and people are pretty stoked on it. It was followed up by like Haley Deegan and like true athletes. I yeah, but I, I mean, you're. All that in many different ways. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's why people listen at all. No, they, they listen to us, right? They're, they're they're not there for the athletes. Yeah, fair. Right, well, I shouldn't say the guest part, but they're not there because of our athletic abilities. Yeah, but you guys have got. I was just saying that today. I was watching. I finally caught up. I'd been traveling. I've been working. I was super behind your videos. I'm always like trying to stay on top of it. I like knowing what you guys are doing. Ben and Mike, or sorry, not Ben. (laughs) You still are in the same category. Evan and Mike have become like damn good dirt bike riders recently. It went from the joke of these guys aren't riders to now you're you're pretty dang good riders. I'd say thank you. I'd say that came from genuine stoke. Like you can get better at something, but when you're actually stoked on it, then that's when you start to like not even realize that you're getting better. That, and you've been fortunate enough now to build this absolute compound. Yeah. Yeah, having the track is a complete game changer. Like, you don't have an excuse. You don't have to load your bike up. You don't have to drive a half hour to the riding area. You just get on your bike and ride. Yeah. It's pretty cool you guys have built. We linked up originally, or the first time, gosh, I've been trying to, was it 2016 or 17? Twenty. Well, we started. It all blends together. We started the fall of 2016. And it wasn't until we were in our shop. I think it might have been fall of 2017, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it was at heydays when we officially met. And where it started and where it's gone, I think you guys had 114,000 subs. You had no idea who Evan was yet at all, which is, we'll get into that, which is wild to think. And now you've moved, geez, let's see, at that point you were still at the shop down the road, right? Yep. And now you've moved to this, and it's just cool to see. Every time I come here, I'm super pumped for you guys and to see the growth, it's like nonstop, go, go, go. And it's uh, respectable because I'm jealous of the, the level of hustle you guys put into it. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's defi- It's crazy how much has changed. And now that I think about it, I think we might have actually been in our college house when you first reached out. So, like, we didn't even have, like, a headquarters or, or like, a home-based compound. Yeah. And we were, like, kind of just trying to make do out of a college house in the middle of town. Yeah. Which is super sick, though. But what's different here? We talk about snowmobiling. Yes. We love snowmobiling. I like snowmobiling. Yes. That's what 509 is all about originally. That's how we all started. Um, I went back just to jog my memory here on some of your old snowmobile videos and looked at your riding ability when we first said, hey, 
we should take a gamble of these guys. It was pretty bad. What a gamble it was. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I think I came across a video of CJ endoing off of that drift, which hindsight, I'll probably overlay the clip here because Heinz, you guys, he got so lucky. So lucky. Like that's a, so that's a, like a become a paraplegic crash potentially. Yeah. It could have just got absolutely pounded into the, well, the issue was there was no snow. So if he would have, you know, gotten hit with the snowmobile on top of him, it would have basically just been to dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, oh, that was crazy. That was probably like the last time I even saw CJ snowmobile. First trip West. When was it? My first time when I went out there, uh, I think I was 14, so I wasn't old enough to rent a snowmobile, and I didn't have a mountain snowmobile, and I wanted to go so bad because all the boys would go out, and Micah could rent, and Jake could rent, and um, and then Ryan had a, had a mountain snowmobile, so I just had to figure out like some way to get out there, or like some way to, like to have a snowmobile to ride, and Ryan's dad let me ride his... Uh, renegade backcountry so it's like, like a, a one, 136 one, not even a, paddles yeah <laughs> it was like a 1.75 yeah. paddle there's studs in it on it <laughs> but it's got you know it's got the trail skis yeah. the wide wide a-arm yeah. setup and um I fought I, for his life that whole He's trip. like, mountains are stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually fought for my life. And I remember like hopping on the boys when I would, because I was the lightest. I still am. So I'm the, I'm the wiggler. I'm the pin, the yeah. wiggle. And then they hop on the ski and pull. And I just remember hopping on like Ryan's sled or Micah's rental sled and be like, whoa, this is insane. <laughs> this is so much easier. You can just get on its side and like go on the side of a hill without yeah. having to like fight for your life. Did the snow, was, did sleds play like a pretty big role in the beginning for the videos? It seemed like there was a lot, obviously you've as grown. As far as like and quality you, and. Yeah, well like you've grown and now you guys are figuring out everybody's personality and you've figured out all these like fun skits you guys can do. But I feel like in the old days, like a lot of it was kind of built around sledding pretty heavily because there really wasn't much else to do in the winter. Like, And that I, was before we knew that we could produce something like that. Like we knew we had the personality or even like, I wouldn't say acting, but. The skills to do anything other than what we knew how to do, which yeah. is snowmobiling. Not very well, but... I mean, it still is the same today, but especially back then, we've been doing the exact same thing our entire lives. Just amplifying it more and more. A little bit, yeah, 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 yeah. But we just started filming it. So, like, back when CJ first picked up the camera because he had these concussion issues. So that's the craziest part that you say like CJ was the one that yeah. sent it. Like he was not the sender. He wasn't the rider or anything like that. So I, I still can't believe that we even got him to hit it like that. Yeah. Did he get he, a concussion on a bike? Yeah. He had, he had a bunch of concussions from hockey and then um, from wakeboarding when we were younger. Uh, so like the things that we do today in our videos, like we've been doing our entire lives. It's not for the camera. Right. If, if like we didn't film a single thing, we would probably have done, 90% of the things that are in our videos. So like when I think back to the early days of like how vital, you know, like the snowmobile videos were, it was basically us just doing what we would do in the winter. Yeah. Us being like seven best friends getting done with, with college or high school for the week and then just coming out to the lake and riding snowmobiles. Yeah. So like, I think, I think that's where like the Midwest fan base grew so heavy is because nobody was doing that because well you know very well mm -hmm. it sucks 
filming snowmobiling. Mm -hmm. So hard to film snowmobiling because the camera freezes, your hands are frozen. Um, half the time we don't get snow. Yeah, you know, and there's then some. Then it always so sucks many, if you don't do the first time. Is a giant track. There's right a giant through track it. through it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like in the early days, we would just film jumping a road, and we thought it was yeah. like. You know, we th you, we thought it was entertaining. You guys so like, still do that. Though. Well, we still no, we still do that. But like, even back in the day, we were just like we would have been doing it either way. And CJ was just there filming it. Yeah, like kind of as like a bystander. But yeah. I think that's where like the Midwest audience definitely got super intrigued with us because nobody else was filming that kind of content in the Midwest because right. like it was such a mountain thing. But like not around here. I remember when you came through. It was before I think you were working for 509, but I can't remember what movie it was, but you guys did a little series, like a little like five minute bit. In Fargo? In Fargo. In ditch? Like in the ditch going yeah. to Fargo. Right. And I remember how stoked we were watching that right. movie. We were like, that oh, could have been us. Yeah. That could have been us. They came through Minnesota or they filmed like a bit in North Dakota ditches. Like that's what we do. And we thought it was so cool because it's so relatable. Yeah. And like that's, I think the biggest appeal to our videos is... We're not professionals. We've never pretended to be professionals. We are about as relatable as it comes Yeah. when it comes to riding. And I don't know. I think people just like resonated with that. I've always, I, you get it all the time. There's either people that love you or hate you. That's the reality. That's anything you do in life, right? We hear it in our industry. I'll get, it's changed a lot. So I'm getting as the shift. There used to be a bunch of people. Why, why do you sponsor these guys? You know, they're not athletes. And then all those same people be like, yeah, I just watched like four episodes and they're pretty funny. I'm super into it. And I'm like, yeah, just like sit down, figure out who they are. And you're going to relate with them more than you do Brett Turcott. Not saying Brett Turcott isn't a total badass, but the reality is we're not all doing super flips in the back flip or sorry, super flips in the back country. But at some point we're all just hanging out with our friends, trying something we've never done before, smashing into something, getting stuck. Like we all get that in one way or another. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, you know, these athletes put all of their time into becoming a professional at being skilled and talented at doing their one thing of doing flips or freestyle or snow cross or something like that, right? They put all their time into that. Right. Well, we put all of our time into just documenting, having fun. Yeah. So, like, we've almost just became, like, professional fun havers. Right. Well, these guys are professional athletes. I don't know it's super funny. Talk about full circle. You guys go from riding older sleds, getting into snowmobiling, getting, you know, starting to make some some paychecks off of this YouTube thing, and then reverting right back to the old sleds again. <laughs> but yeah, it, it goes back to just, like, the relatability. And, like, people watching our videos, you know, they can't go out and afford a $16,000 snowmobile. Mm. Not A lot of them can, you know, because we, we do have, like, a range, believe it or not. Like, we have a huge range of of people that watch the videos from 12 years old or eight years old to 65 years old yeah you know What's so the oldest fan you've met oh do we meet we meet I'd 60 like year old 70, 70 year old guys like good all the old time. grandpa have yeah you, yeah have you ever met somebody that hasn't got into it from like a grandson or or their son yeah like yeah. just a, yeah. a solo a less, guy a yeah. solar solo older yeah. guy it's just Loves it, like reliving his youth, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, there's honestly more than you would think. I think it, they're just a lot less likely to come up and say that, though. Yeah, like a little more reserved. So, right. so much. We did the same stuff, but just didn't have the cameras. Yeah, you hear that all the time. And we hear like the thing, like a little, a way for them to 
say like I'm a fan without saying I'm a fan. Like the other day, Mike was filling up his Bronco and he forgot to close the the uh, gas cap, and the guy next to him comes oh, yeah. up and he closes the gas cap and he goes, "Don't want you to end up in the dummy zone." And he was probably <laughs> he was probably sixty five. Like, quotes that <laughs> like such a subtle just kind of laughs who you and are. like walks walks off. But I guess back what, to what you were saying though is you know not everyone can afford these new snowmobiles, so I think it's really cool to take an older snowmobile that are like arguably just as fun. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not quite as advanced and you cannot go as many places, but you can get maybe an eighth of the way up the hill and And have a damn good time, have a damn good time on the way there. So yeah, I think we've, we've really, you know, kind of experienced or experimented with like the cheap versus expensive things of, of uh, doing it on like dirt bikes or we have a video coming up where we want to do it with, um, or we just filmed it with three wheelers and it's just kind of showing like, yeah, we're, we've been put in this position. Thankfully from everyone watching us, we're, we're able to afford uh, these new snowmobiles and Polaris works with us now. So we mm-hmm. get uh, these badass sleds every year, uh, which is new, but you don't need that to have fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't need that to You're still bringing get out on the snow into the industry and right. showing them that you don't need to go spend 16 grand. No. And I mean, maybe they will. And honestly, my assumption is if you can get somebody to buy a $1,500 snowmobile, odds are they're probably going to buy a $15,000 snowmobile in the next five years. Right. Once you know, hooked, they might hooked. just not be in that position right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something that like I've never wanted to come across on our, our videos. We is, need the best of the best. We need the best of the best, yeah. or uh, we only want to ride the best of the best, or like now that we have, you know, been put in this position by our fans, we're like above that, because right. like at the end of the day, they've given us the the opportunity to afford these snowmobiles or the opportunity to get the attention from Polaris mm-hmm. uh, to work out a deal with them. Well, then you're just an unrelatable douche, you yeah. know? Yeah, you got to stay grounded. It's it's wild the impact you guys have had without it being your by far not your number one thing but the impact you've had on our industry the snowmobile industry specifically. You go to an event like Heydays and it just reassures that. Heydays it's you guys have like 1000 people like at the booth at any given time. It's absolutely packed. Yeah, it's wild. I would say like of all the people that we talk to in the Midwest like what do you like to do? What's your favorite thing to do? I'd say like a majority over half the answers are snowmobile we like to snowmobile in the winter and so that's the thing that we've always related because like that's one thing we've always done in the winter yeah so a lot of kids around here all across the midwest to be honest yep snowmobile yeah so like that that part we can relate and it's just like it obviously those are the ones that are like so don't stop making snowmobile videos if a group like you guys existed when evan and i were in school we would have been the fans for sure Evan and I, I've never really elaborated on it. We've glossed over it. We went from preschool, so like pre-kindergarten. How old were we? Four? Five? <laughs> yeah, I mean kindergarten. Five. Yeah. We you met, were kind of mean to me back yeah. then. But Evan was like snippy. Like he was like, Evan was mean. No, Evan was way meaner. Don't flip this on me. You were the <laughs> oh, mean one. Okay, here we so go. So Evan and I the went through coming out. preschool through graduation high school. We spent... I don't know. What's the math on that? <laughs> it's for sure 12 years. 12 years or so together of schooling. 
And we grew up watching the Slednecks films, all that. And we were like, Brap. Yeah, Brap films, like Ryan Britt, Tim Needles, all those guys, and like Borchers. And we were the fanboys of kind of the sled world, like people are for you guys of Seaboys. And I remember going to Heydays, and we were, gosh. We weren't old enough to drive yeah. because your dad brought oh, us a handful of years. Yeah, we were like 13 or 14, and Cody Borchers was walking by to go to the freestyle show, and we yelled, and we were like hitting each other like, no, you say it. He's like, no, no, you, man. No, you. And Evan goes, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks back, and he goes, what's up, dudes? Oh, hey. Yeah, oh. yeah. And it was the coolest <laughs> moment, though. Like, he acknowledged us, and yeah. it was amazing. It was the greatest thing. I've brought that up to him since. And of course he doesn't remember it, but it's so funny because I know him now. But that was like our generation of what you guys are to a lot of these kids. And like those guys got us hooked on sledding. And now you're doing the same thing for the next generation. So like history repeats itself, but it's in such a different format now. Dude, I remember when I was at Heydays, before we ever started filming C-Boys videos, it might have been like the first year that I ever went. And I saw Sane. Standing at the 509 booth, and I was like, Oh my god, it's that's Saint Skinner. That's Saint Skinner. I should go say hi. I look at him, I think he looks at me. I just go, Nope, I turn around and walk the other way. I was like, He doesn't want to talk to me, I'm a loser. Yeah. I don't want to waste his time. Little did I know he was standing there to like doing a meet and greet. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. and I was like. I don't want to waste Saint Skinner's time. Yeah, and now he calls you and he's like, "Sup, dickhead." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. Full circle. Yeah, sometimes you got to pull back. Like I never really thought about it like that uh, when kids come to see us at Heydays. Like kind of the same experience because obviously, oh, for sure. like I mean, yeah, it is. Like I remember when I met Jay, as I consider him a good friend now, mm-hmm. and he signed my poster, and I was like, "That's this is the best." I was even too scared to go say hi to anyone else because I got a signed poster from Jay. I was good. Mm-hmm. And then it said, let's ride, Jay Menaberry. Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. It's in my office, yeah. No kidding? That's pretty it's legendary. It's just like so funny. So yeah, there is experiences like that. And I hope there's a lot of more experiences with us and all the athletes from little kids yeah. or whatever age, to be honest. Yeah. We get it. I guess it feels like we get it less though because people listen to the podcast and they watch the videos. Right. And so they like feel like they know us a little bit more. And I... You don't know how many times people come up and go, dude, I feel like I know you and you should know me, but you know, have no idea who I am, but I know everything about you. Yeah, but that speaks volumes of what you guys are putting out. You are relating to them on a whole new level. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool that they take time out of their day, their precious schedule, you know, mm-hmm. to listen to a couple of idiots talk or be entertained at the end of a Thursday evening yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, um, I don't know. I... Like, I try and tell all of, like, our buddies, like, the athletes, I'm like, dude, I used to be scared of you guys Mm -hmm. because I didn't know who you were. So, like, just showcase, like, you're just normal dudes. You're super, super talented. Yeah, that's And just really good at what you do. But, like, at the end of the day, anybody could come up and strike up a conversation with you because you're, like, the nicest guys ever. And that's kind of the difference now. Like, when Evan and I wanted to talk to these guys, you never really saw them with helmet off. They were just kind of like this figure, this badass that was fully geared up. You didn't and know their I never, personality. I never looked what knew what you looked like until we met. Yeah, I don't you post just had photos. your logo right. You just had you in a helmet, and then your DMC digital logo. Yeah. And I'm like, you're just a little white, <laughs> blonde haired <laughs> dude. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, well, I did. I didn't mean it like in an offensive way. A by Scandinavian. Any means, but I was, kid? Yeah, it's very Scandinavian. I'm just like. 
this is David then. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. But I think so of like Chris Brandt that you only see in the X Games yeah. or on a Sled Next DVD that you had to Especially. buy. And all of a sudden, you get to talk to them. And you yeah. don't know what their personalities are right. Because like, there wasn't that vlog, person, weird that, thing. Yeah, really personable interaction on video. So it was so nerve wracking. And yeah, Evan and I were really bad at trying to talk to people we liked. We would just dare each other. Dude, I still am, though. You know, like I honestly, I tip my hat to the kids that are able to just come up and, yeah. and, and just Hunter say, like, hey, what's up, dude? Can I get a picture with you? Because like that takes courage and it takes balls because you know they feel like they know me but i could just be like dude no you know yeah obviously it's not like that for any of us but um i don't know dude i still get like stage fright when i meet people that i'm like fans of who is to present day the like the person you were the most nervous to meet trevor pastrana yeah oh i mean that we have met yeah that you have currently met dude i couldn't even speak words because he, to me, is like, he's like a trophy in Dude, himself. He's, he a, still, yeah. he's a trophy. He's like a national treasure as far as action sports go. And I just wanted to like thank him and be like, you're the best at everything. And I just had nothing to this say. This is freaking me out because I met him like two months ago and I had almost the exact same. I started rambling. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I do this. I'm like, you were a huge inspiration. And I started just going. And I, by the time I finished, I'm like, I don't really know what I just said to you. <laughs> you blacked out, right? Yeah. You almost black out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I and I feel like it'd be the same way with like maybe Ken Block. Also, because there's a little bit of an age difference with him, but yeah, more father figure like. Right, right, and thinking of how he'd just be like, yeah, he's got a family and kids, yeah. but for sure those two probably Rob Deerdeck. Yeah, that'd be pretty legendary. He played such a vital yeah part in my childhood, all of our childhoods that shows on our videos today. Yeah. You know? What about people you have met? Who was the one that like? For sure, Travis, you you were scrambling for words. For me, dude, that's tough. I don't know, dude. Weston, Weston, <laughs> no. large fan, dude. Fuck, <laughs> so funny. If you guys have, all right, ever... I'm gonna tell the story. Well, just because don't tell Mike, it wrong, Mike. Don't tell it wrong. Mike hates it when I tell this story because he tells it wrong. Okay, I'm ready. I would, arguably, I think I have the correct version. But anyway, we're at, we're at SEMA last year. Oh, that was Yeah, you and, were there uh, when I like, West, cheered over at him. West, yeah. uh, Weston Champlin, big YouTuber. He's got, like, kind of like a car truck YouTuber guy, if you're not familiar with him, but like 2 million subs. And uh, we talked to him a couple times, like, just on Instagram and everything, but there's so many of us. It's, like, hard to, like, really know a face to, like, see boys TV, I guess, if you're yeah. just, like, not, like, watching the videos. And we see him. In this convention center, and I think me and CJ were right next to him. And we were like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" And he was like, "Hey, what's up?" Didn't recognize us. We left it there. We walk away, and then we see Micah to come trotting across. Weston, large huge. fan, large. He said, "Large huge. fan, I said large huge. fan." I shakes, said huge. puts out his hand. Weston shakes it. And he's like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> Mike goes, "Large fan," and I did. Yeah, like like I look him in the eyes after he shook my hand and go. Like <laughs> you're trolling. No, I didn't do that at all. Just Ben has a story wrong. I said huge fan, and then it was. But like, can we just like large fan? Keep and he's in like, mind, like, I'm not trying to deny that it wasn't awkward because it was so awkward. But yeah, it was just like, yeah, huge fan. He's like, yeah, that thanks. Love your cha- love your channel. It's <laughs> it's so funny because you meet more and more people of that higher status, if you want to label it. And you guys know from all the people that you meet that if you treat somebody like a normal human, 
we're all human at the end of the day. It's so much easier for them to interact with you, but you can still trick, like psych yourself out and mm-hmm. like, Oh, I want to make sure I say the right thing when you could really be like, what's up, dude. Nice to meet you. But then you're like, right. I really liked when you did this or that. Yeah, and all dude, of a you sudden just you shoot s- yourself in the foot. Yeah. You just start digging this hole. I kind of almost had that moment at a uh, SEMA with Brian Deegan. Oh yeah, yeah, because he is such like kind of an intense. He was like Evan and and I watched him forever, and then I listened to Haley on the podcast with you guys. Yeah, and her talking about this X game stuff brought me internal pain. That Ben was like, "Really? No way! Didn't know that." And I'm like, (laughs) I could talk with born yet. I was like, I could talk with her for like hours about old X game stuff, and it was like such a just struggle watching you not know anything about it, and I just want to hear more details on everything that happened. Well, the, yeah, the tough part about that, I don't know if she runs into this, but like, I'm sure it'd be annoying to just constantly talk about your dad. Talk about your dad. Yeah. Especially if, if he's such a, as of a legend as he is. And then you're just like, kind of just trying to get out of that shadow. Yeah. And then people are constantly like, so tell me more about your dad being a legend. Yeah. Does that suck? <laughs> <laughs> is this awkward it's, for you? It's all weird the time. I feel like in, a lot of sports that would suck. Like even if you're talking to Danger Boy and you just only talked about his dad, he's like, "Listen, I, I'm trying I'm to pretty make a cool name too. for myself here too." <laughs> and, but yeah, but it's it was a little like, different for them. If it was like yeah. snowmobiling, I feel like it's uh, a little different. You know, like it's more of a generational. I mean, I don't know actually. Like if your dad ripped all the time, you'd probably. I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> Be- like, well, okay. Besides, I, I, for- I, my brain went to like Riley Kincaid, which is a totally different story, but he's got a lot to live up to, but yeah. in, in the best way possible. Right. Like if people talk to him about his dad, like I think that's always going to be a good yeah, thing. It's fond memories, yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. That's yeah. yeah, more of like an honor yeah. thing, I think, in that. But what about like Tucker Hibbert? Because his dad. Wasn't he, wasn't he a, like yeah, one yeah. of the best snowcross racers? Yeah, he did, he did everything. Snowcross, hill cross, hill climb. And then he was one of the top mechanics. Um, yeah, but Tucker was interesting. I'd love to talk with Tucker sometime. He was never in the spotlight outside of the racetrack. I would love, love to see that because I haven't, and I don't think any of us have gotten a chance to hear him open up. And I, that's, I don't know if that's his thing, but like yeah. it'd be really cool to hear. You know, he's like our neighbor. Really? Is he yeah, living? Dude, like he lives legit 15, 15 minutes, minutes away. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Let's call let's get him on here right now. He ain't showing up. I'll tell you that much. Maybe if you <laughs> don't say you're with us, but I don't yeah, think yeah, he's yeah, showing yeah. up. Does he not like you guys? No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's not himself. like that. I just don't think yeah. he would like And I think he knows we're like loud, you know, loud and yeah. and young and what, he you know, treated whatever. it as a job. He treated Snowcross as a job, which was cool. I mean, that's why he put his head down and charged. But then he just did his like acceptance for his first place and like was gone. Uh huh. He's kind of a mystery a lot too. Yeah. It's like first place gone. That's yeah. kind of cool place, though. I know, you know, it's kind of like, like a badass that's, move. That's pretty sick. And then you retire on top. You're like yeah. you're like MJ. You know? Because he he didn't he he really did. He won like everything, Every, and then he just yeah he his hundredth win, hundredth pro open win was in Deadwood, South Dakota. He lapped. No, he crashed. How'd it go? Yeah, he crashed and was in last place and went all the way to first and then lapped like four people, I think. That's insane. So he was dead last for his 100th win. They were saying, like, if Tucker wins, this is his 100th all-time career win. And he goes down off the whole shot, and he's in last place, and he works his way all the way to the front and snags it and, like, laps a few people. Can you imagine the energy of the crowd watching that? Remember some of the stuff at Duluth National? Oh, yeah. Dude, I I wish it was still that way. That's my other gripe. I could complain about this is social media 
has played a huge role like in ruining things like X Games, I think. For sure, X Games. We're yeah. so desensitized now. Like Evan and I, we'd watch Winter X Games. I'd either be at his house or mine. Winter oh, X Games, it's Summer X Games. Yeah, it's a thing. Four days every six months, we'd like every event. We'd sit down and watch it all. And now, X Games just happened like a month ago, and I, for the first time ever, I didn't even realize it was happening. Because I and think you just scroll through and you see, oh, you know, Pat Casey just did a double backflip tail whip. Scroll the next thing. So it was like not that hype of what have they been working on. Right. No, it's like, especially if you follow X Games, just to open up on that. If you follow X Games on Instagram, they post everything right after it happens. Here's the gold. Here's the silver. Here's the bronze. And then you're like, nice. And I, I still enjoy that, but like would never tune in on it on TV and wouldn't even know about it if I wasn't following them on Instagram. Yeah. So they definitely, it's ruined a little bit for that. Do you think that's hurt the sport? Really any sport though? Because every single time I go on Instagram and I see a new reel of somebody doing something insane on a wakeboard or skateboard or dirt bike, um, snowmobile come winter season, like there's constant progression. Yeah. And it's like pushing the sport more and more and That's more. That's fun to verse, watch. Versus just like one event a year. I put it this, I, it's gaining new eyes for sure. I mean, you look at some of those things that go viral in the moto world that have 100,000 plus likes, millions of views. I think it's more of a bummer for the athletes to showcase their ability and have their one big like Olympic event of the year. The competition side, and a lot of those guys were born on competition, like started racing or, or whatever and got into freestyle. And I feel like it's a little bit of a bummer for those guys that they're, they're kind of platform to showcase their best of the best is dying out now. And so they just got to grind to make these videos. But in return, there's not like an X Games gold medal doesn't mean as much anymore, I feel like. Yeah. Right. The one thing that X Games still has going is that that is the place to go and do it. Yeah. If you're going to do some death-defying stunt, something that's never been done, it's definitely still X Games. For sure. Just does. I just feel like it doesn't quite get the respect that it used to. Well, and now, like, the average Joe has a chance to do something crazy that the whole world can see, which before, True. what's the process to even get to the X Games? So yeah. I think that's pretty sick that anyone can can get out there. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of bummed pit bikes are in the X Games. I don't know if that's a... You're bummed? I don't know if that's that a... Oh, and we're topic. over here like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to start training. Why? Well, yeah, why, we're over here like... Bummed? I don't know. Although, you got to keep... Because you don't have a pit bike. That's why. Open <laughs> this up. I, like, I know there was pit biking last year, and I think Axel won it last year too, but then this year it's at his house, and there was that meme going around of... Um, hey monster, I want some gold medals. Can you can you do something for me? And they're like, yeah, host host X Games at your house and pit bike event and all yeah. that. But no, I mean we're not bummed about that. I think it's it's cool. It's just like a I don't know. It te- it's super hard for sure, and they're gnarly on them. It's just kind of a weird event when it's historically been full size bikes going as big as you can. Yeah, but historically X Games had rock climbing. Yeah, do you remember really? that? No, do you remember the oh, first actually- one? Remember the first one had extreme shovel racing. Okay, I don't remember that, but I remember uh, street luge. Yeah, and uh, oh, rock yeah, climbing. I remember like that. that. What, is, what is shovel racing? You take a scoop shovel like Caleb Kasturki's always building jumps with. Yeah, <laughs> and you race them on your ass and down a hill. And there's a gold medal available. On snow or yes, on snow? and Winter X Games, That's the first awesome. one ever. Dude, bring it back. Yeah, yeah. extreme yeah. shovel racing. And these guys were like, they had stickers on them, like sponsors and. 
It was a whole thing. Were Wait. they like blowing their asses out? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's on YouTube still. Wait, that just sparked my thought, which is when you said Caleb. He Caleb should have his own branded scoop shovel. Yeah. Side note. Just keep an ace like in he business. Should. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb should do extreme shoveling. And he should do that <laughs> as well. How but, is Caleb? Dude, I got to get him on the pod. He's finally at a point where I think he wants to talk about his injury a bit more. Yeah. It's... He had a rough summer. He pretty much quit sledding like February last year. He was giving so many right. problems. Oh, that sucks, and I don't. Dude. Ex- I don't expect him to be all over social media, telling everyone what's going on, updating everyone. But like I can't. Yeah, from what he showed is all everyone yeah. knows, all we know. It's, and it's kind of like, dang. I hope he's. Yeah, it's tough because he's, he's progressing the sport more than anybody. At least yeah. creative side. Like he's kind of the at Axel least, Hodges like, consistently of too. Yeah. the snow yeah. world. Yeah, so fingers crossed. I don't, I don't have enough information to confidently speak on what's happening yet, but it sounds like it's getting better. I mean, he's getting back to running, and he's getting in the gym again, and he's you know trying to get his body back to where it was because he definitely took a good six months of laying up and trying to heal, but at least he took that time and didn't keep pushing himself. So do you think that snowmobiling is going more and more backcountry? For me... Because I know the numbers side, working in the industry, no, um, trail dominates. It always will. It's just more obtainable. Right. There's like if mid- it, it dominates, but do you think more people? I think backcountry is going to and always has and always will be like the cool thing to do. So the more we bring it to light and the more you bring it to light, like it's still the cool thing to do. Visually, for sure, it's the leader. Everybody dreams guess, of yeah, it. F- actually like, do physically doing it. Yeah, like all of us, I mean, we all grew up wanting to go to the mountains. It's all you yeah. saw. Nobody's making a, a trail film. Like <laughs> actually we did do that one. Yeah, we <laughs> did that. That wasn't Don't. a film. <laughs> it damn near was. <laughs> it's a great video. Yeah. That, that sucked. That sucked. Yeah, that was brutal. So respect to those guys. I had a, a lot of fun. Respect. Well, this is just a shameless self plug, but I was Beyond second, honored. Second plug of the day. Yeah. No, beyond honored when you asked me to edit that. It wasn't ideally what I'd want to be. How oh, man, I'm editing a trail piece. However, <laughs> David, beyond, David just had you edit that because he didn't, he didn't want, want to. <laughs> no, it was it was <laughs> it was uh like that was so cool because like growing up watching the films and then being a part of it and then editing a part of it was wild. And also like one of the last films. Yeah, what was that in? Fourteen? Whatever the last one was. Whatever the last one that had a premiere was. 15 was the last one. I think it was in 14. I don't know. Maybe 15. Yeah, no, I actually wanted him to edit that because I wanted it to be as authentic as possible to, like, your brand and have your guys' kind of twist on it and editing style because I didn't want to butcher it and leave out something that you guys thought would be, you know, Seaboys-esque if that's a... That was a lot of fun. Michigan has good sledding. Can we talk about that trip and the dirty... Dirty things that we did to those snowmobiles. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yes. I forgot about that. Like how, how much are we allowed to say? Oh, everything. They're, they're, they're probably in a... Usually those marketing sleds just go in a crusher somewhere. Okay, yeah, so yeah. we they're can, probably, we they're can probably say gone. that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so something that I didn't know is there is a yellow tag. Yeah. Yellow tag. Yellow tag snowmobiles, they're used for like basically marketing units. They go from like event to the event. Prototypes. So they're like prototypes. Not, they don't have serial numbers. They might have like different fuel mapping in them. They're not like they're the like test units. They might have like a different, they're not EPA approved yet. But they're like basically hand built. Yeah. So they're like super expensive. <laughs> super expensive, but they end up just being crushed because they don't want like the general public. They can't legally sell them. Yeah. To have any access to them afterwards, right? So. 
when we were getting snowmobiles for that trip, that's the ones that they gave us. And boy, did we keep that in mind <laughs> when we were running those things down pretty much just interstate highways. Solid ice. Oh, I don't even know if we were on ice. I think we were just on cement for most of the trip. And dude, we had those things up to what? 225? So, so those of you who, everybody who rides, specifically if you ride a Polaris, you no, know, you know the operating temps normally like I one. I it was way higher. Oh yeah. We, what were they? We shut, I'm getting I there. you said it was like 250 or something. No, we got them to shut off, okay, which is okay, like 215. Okay. So like, I just remember they normally operate like 120 degrees. Is pretty normal, 120, 130. And it, remember, we were we were riding for like 20 miles, and we're like, oh, we're at 140, and we tried cooling eh. down. And we're like, 140 is fine. We'd ride a while, and then we're like 160, and we got we got sick of stopping. So we're like, eh. yeah, 160 is fine. fine. They're yellow tags. They're yeah, gonna be yeah, crushed. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> then another 100 miles of of like 20 below zero. They're like 185. We're like, yeah, fine. And then we finally get on that plowed road. Remember, they were logging. Yeah. And I'm like, 200, and maybe we should pull over. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's getting dark. 215 shuts off. I'm in the darkness. <laughs> and all of us. And I look ahead, yeah. and I don't hear anybody. We're all overheated, shut all off at the same time. David! Yeah. <laughs> Did you shut off? Yep. And I think we wore the high facts down to nothing, and those things were heat-soaked. But cool. they never blew up. <laughs> that is a, it's a truly good thing, a testament but... Yeah. To the durability of those things. We put like 520 like, yeah. miles on. Yeah. That's, that's, so, that I mean, gnarly, dude. 400 of them at 160 plus degrees for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I mean, and this, you guys said it was the last time you ever do something like that. And, and, and for a good reason. That's what I'm saying. Like, now it sounds kind of fun again. Well, I <laughs> but I, it, so I, can't I didn't think of really any good reason besides for if it was like for a good title and thumbnail for a video of we like snowmobile to Alaska. Right, so it's like I just <laughs> a, always, a month long dude, video. I just always <laughs> thought about like there's this dude around here that loves trail riding. There's a lot of people that love trail riding, but like really, really extended long trail rides where he's just like he goes, "Yo, for my birthday, uh, I'm trying to set up a ride to Maine." <laughs> like from, from here, I just from go, here to Maine. Did I hear you right though. You said Maine. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be easily the longest I've ever gone. You know, he's ridden to Copper Harbor from here and yeah. all that. But like to Maine, <laughs> to Maine, like and I'm like two thousand miles probably on sled. Why don't you just keep me updated? <laughs> and uh, dude, yeah. I hope we see in Cormorant newspaper next uh, spring. Sweeney makes it to Maine, and he's standing there in his flip-flops and his jorts, yeah. standing on the coast of Maine. I'm going to be like, God he, damn it, he, he did, did it. it. He, he did it, Sweeney. Like, I got to look up how far that is. But, yeah, there's just, I mean, there's different disciplines. If you could, I mean, I'd consider that a discipline, oh, yeah, to for be sure. honest, for sure. But there's different disciplines to each sport. But that one, I'll, I'll never quite understand. Yeah. Dude, I grew up. Riding with my dad used to be a big trail rider, big trail rider. And he would kind of do like hard old rides like that and put on like as many bazillion miles as he could in a day or a weekend. And I just remember like loving it in the, in the moment and thinking, Oh, I love trail riding. When I was younger, I said, if I win the lottery, I'm going to buy myself a groomer. So I can always ride on fresh trails. <laughs> and that was my shit, dude. That's adorable. Right? I called it a gooma. <laughs> a gooma. 
And uh, so I, I still do want to buy a groomer. Yeah. But just for other... For jumps now. For yeah. per, No, not for jumps. For personal reasons with our community. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... I just remember always thinking, God, I love this. I love this shit. Just ripping trails. And then I remember starting riding with the boys a little bit more, and we would go and hit ditches. I'm like, trails. Ditches are pretty fun. Hit some drifts. Still like trails, though. First trip out west, I was like, I'm over this trail shit, Dad. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to go back. It spoils you heading west. It does. But it's still fun to, like, come back and just, like, rip trails. Yeah. I'm just, like, hate the cold. And when you're ripping trails and it's 20 below, it's hard to find fun in that. Yeah. Well, and honestly, it's like two different kinds of gear. If you, you got to bundle up to ride like that, but you yeah, didn't go no ride in the ditch, you just throw a sweatshirt, sweatshirt on. That's my issue is I've just, yeah. Stop I, with the cotton sweatshirts, you guys. I just love cotton. Gosh. <clears throat> I just love sweating. I just love getting sweaty and up. just being miserable. And freezing and turning into an ice block afterwards. Gosh. Hey, I want to flip the script. I kind of want you and Ben to ask Evan and I some stuff about our shenanigans. Because Evan's still a bit of a mystery to you. Like, you guys just kind of picked uh-huh. him up. Yeah, he used to be such a humble, nice kid. No. I no. always love hearing about... Mine? And I don't hear it from you as much. I always love hearing about your guys' short track endeavors. You know, you're try you're trying to get a, your hands on that race sled. Yeah, yeah. No, well, the main thing was before any of that is like every time Evan would come hang over or like come out like to the house or whatever, my mom would be like, "Evan's coming." Should have to take like, a Xanax before I showed up. <laughs> she's, like, gotta, she's like, "I got to move anything breakable. Make sure there's no vases nearby." He's, all, he's always. She's like, puts the cars in the garage. Like, gets everything that's you know can be damaged out of sight. I just thought you guys kept things neat and tidy. (laughs) That's why they had a lock on every door. Evan's just walking around getting crumbs on everything, still wearing his shoes in the house, checking all the doors. What's in here? Oh, no. He's evolving. Just the garage, Evan. You don't need to go in there. All right. You too. So at the beginning of the podcast, you said, oh, David was a dick. Evan was such a dick. Why do you guys say that? The only you, thing you guys were just like competitive against each other. Oh and yeah, Evan was way better at everything. So you thought he was a dick because he was cocky, no. because he was better at shit, or or why do you say that? Yeah, I want to hear what he has to say first. Well, I would say I think it was split a little more down the line. Like me and David were kind of like rocket power, did like all <laughs> kinds of things. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Yeah, so it's like what? Ma- what? Whoa, whoa, you're too young. What do you mean, woogie, woogie, woogie? <laughs> Rocket power. Rocket power? Oh, my. He's such a baby. All right. People get triggered. They're like, oh, Ben's so young. He doesn't know shit. He does his life experiences. (laughs) Why weren't you born earlier? (laughs) But, no, I think we just each kind of, like, I could ride a BMX bike better than David for sure. Like, he could ride a skateboard better than me. But we both did both of those things as well as snowmobiling, scooters. Like, literally just did everything. And it would kind of go back and forth. But it was, I think it was like a healthy uh, competition to like push each other to do the things we were less comfortable with. But if Evan couldn't do something, he would get so mad. Rage, he still yeah. does. Yeah, like skateboarding, it was does. never He's Evan's psycho. thing. Evan was like, these things are stupid, right? And I'd land like a kickflip, playing a game of skate. 
and by the end of the game of skate, he'd he would break skateboards constantly. He'd either stomp them oh, or just really? chuck them into the woods. He'd be like, "This is dumb. That's let's go punk do rock, dude. Let's go. Let's go do something else." And it was kind of like, like, "This is awkward now. I don't really want to hang out." And then he'd usually ride his bike and feel better. <laughs> dude, the time that there was four of us friends and your mom was gonna bring us to the skateboard, but we had to stop at the house after picking us up from school. And I didn't land a kickflip, and I snapped my board <laughs> in your driveway, and then had to go to the skate park with you us. with no skateboard. Why, dude? <laughs> he just sat there and watched us because, like, your parents weren't home or something, right? No, like, but like, and they weren't buying me skateboards like that. Like they thought a skateboard should last two years. Yeah, they didn't understand. It was Evans made of wood. Just, they yeah. didn't know that there's a, you know the kid Cuddy said, "Hey, Mr. Yeah. Rager." <laughs> I was just gonna say Rager. that. That's something like yeah, like I'll never understand like. I don't, I don't blame you for doing something like that or acting in a certain way, but I'll never understand that. I'll just be like, well, you, 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 you bro- still does that. That's what day. I'm saying. But I'd be like, you broke your board. Like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Dumb move. I don't know. <laughs> and obviously, like, like, I'm just saying, like, I just will never understand the, like, freaking out. Like, I would never let myself freak out enough to break my board right before we go to the skate park. Well, maybe you haven't freaked out enough to realize you don't have control over that freak out. And you realize immediately (laughs) afterwards, it was a terrible idea. Instant regret. I think that's what one would call a spaz. Uh, Did you guys have access to like anybody that could get wood when you were kids? Like two by fours, plywood. I mean, like, cause we built the sketchiest jumps ever as I'm getting at. I feel like nobody would ever take us to like the lumber yard or anything. And we were piecing together (laughs) death traps constantly and just our, we, had, of, we had like the skate any, park any scrap you could find yeah we had like the skate park at the house and it was like bent over nails that we'd reuse from a pallet and the one ramp if you hit the corner wrong it would collapse and that's actually how i knocked my two front teeth out dude <laughs> are they real yeah dang did you save them now were you there for that no i wasn't there but i remember the situation yeah, yeah i kind of wish i was there yeah we were there. You were there for a lot of crashes, dude. But your house, even though it was sketchy, it seemed like the greatest thing in the world. Like you had a half a dozen ramps, rails, a huge driveway. We could do whatever we wanted. It yeah. was pretty sick. Isn't it funny how when you're younger, that's like just the only thing that matters. Yeah, it's just like how much space you got to shred, how or much like pavement. What? Has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much pavement? <clears throat> yeah. All I had was a plastic Factor X ram from Dunham's that would slide Death twenty traps. feet. Yeah. Would you guys take the plastic? Did you have a plastic ramp too? Oh yeah. Or uh, plastic landing the little, or, yeah, the, hit, or the tabletop one too? His yeah, were ten eighties. Yeah. Mine were Factor X. Okay, so yeah, me and CJ used to have the same shit, and so we would take the you know you'd, everybody you'd, had those. you'd start out and then and then get a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger yeah, yeah. until eventually you just slam. Yeah. You guys would do the same thing. Oh yeah. Then we'd find cracks in the like pavement. To hammer stakes into it so the ramp wouldn't also move as wouldn't much. Slide. That's smart. But then honestly. it was just it, almost more dangerous because the back of the ramp would kick up. Yeah. And so by the time you're going off the lip, the thing was like changing the like the trajectory of it. So you're just out of control going off the lip. Those they should have never sold those. I can't <laughs> oh, imagine I that they didn't have just a plethora of lawsuits. Yeah. Maybe. Dude, I remember one time I came over the ramp uh, tabletop part. You know. So you could ride up on the tabletop, and I was on like a little mini bike, and my uh, front wheel came off of the ramp too soon, and I just face planted 
like before you know a face plant when like you before you even know it before yeah. you can put your hands out you're like <laughs> slamming on the ground dude i remember that i knocked myself out yeah just had a massive welt on my forehead God, every time I think about those ramps, that's what comes to mind. The learning curve as a kid doing all those different sports, just slamming all the time. Now, if I slam like that, I'm out for like a week. You guys have been lucky on injury, huh? You guys have got up Major. pretty scot free, huh? Dude. Yeah. This is this actual wood? Yeah, uh, it it's is. somewhere in there. There we go. Yeah, yeah we've been really lucky, and I think that part comes with not being professional, not trying to be professional, not like putting time in like we're trying to be professional. Like, also, I the mean, stuff we do isn't. Like mm, that's the, the dirt bikes, <laughs> right? I mean, that's definitely. But that's the, what we got Evan for. He's actually talented. Did Did you know? Like Evan didn't really ride dirt bikes growing up much at all. I I know that's mind boggling because we never rode bikes. We just rode sleds together. My parents wouldn't let me have a dirt bike at all. They were like they're death traps. Evan had like this 1970. What was that? Was it your grandpa's or? Well, no, I had a, a family friend. Yeah, it was like a 72 uh, Yamaha Enduro 90 that literally ran for a month. <laughs> and then, like, my parents weren't going to fix it. It sat in the garage forever. So, like, I hardly even count that as having a dirt bike. Yeah, we were because just Because it never sleds. even worked. We were sl- I don't know where the hell he got so good at them. Mm. It was like I left Minnesota pretty much, and then he just figured out dirt bikes. Dude, it was just putting the time in behind the bars. Like, as soon as I got one, that's all I wanted to do. Like, yeah, go to got, work, ride dirt bikes. You definitely have natural talent, though. Yeah. Like, you, you except, can't just except pick something up that <laughs> Not a very good skateboarder. <laughs> really, I, it, yeah, I agree. But it really does, it just comes to the stoke level. Like, if you're making time to do it, you're getting better without even knowing it. And then everyone else is like, dang, when you get so good? And you're like, well, I've been doing it a lot. I know I have a long ways to go, but that's how I feel on the moto right now with like a fresh bike that I'm stoked on, a fresh track that's fun to ride, and it's kind of like relit the fire of 10 years ago when I started riding bikes. Yeah, that's rad. Can you believe we thought we were going to just be like sled necks riders? We had all the clothes, everything, and I, we'd go out and we'd put the biggest bar riser on we could, and then... that's. Step number one. Yeah. Eight inch bar riser with three inch uh, yeah. curved bars. That's like 11 inches Evan's over stock. And then we're putting the biggest. <laughs> on a 440 dude, Snow Pro. My first the, sled definitely had the same setup. The biggest sled neck sticker you could put on the hood. And it's all bubble and wrinkled because the vinyl in like the early 2000s is miserable. So we're just slapping it on there and spray painting everything different colors. Dude, and I honestly bought printer paper and printed my <laughs> own sled necks. Stickers for my 99 <laughs> MXZ. Bled when it got wet. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just disintegrated. <laughs> and just taped them on? Uh, I yeah, honestly think I did take a little masking tape and, oh, and yeah. go over the top. But no, but like printer paper, that is a sticker. Oh, oh okay. I was like, just okay. paper? I thought it, no, yeah, not straight paper. Like, okay. Dude, that makes me think like, so maybe you've talked about this, but the chokehold that Slednecks had on the youth of snowmobiling, mm-hmm. like completely, it was, I was the same way, but I mean, before 509 was big or maybe even existed. It was like Slednecks. Yeah. That was like it. And Evan and I just went and rode the ditches and thought we were like, we're, we're just like them. Right. Like it was all Ripping you could like do. 12-inch wheelies only because we had no horsepower and we thought it was the sickest thing ever. That's but, right. I always try to appreciate when kids will send us like pictures or videos of them jumping their bike or their snowmobile you know, three, seven inches off the ground. And, and they literally just got a picture like of a kid, like a foot off the ground on his dirt bike and goes, what do you think? 
and like respond to them and be like, that's great. Like, you keep, know, you keep because yeah. that to them is like, I got in the air. Like clearly they think it's a big deal if they're sending it to you. So it's like treated as such. Yeah. Mike's such a stunt man though. <laughs> I, I like Buddy. give him pointers. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> I'm just, no, we're ne- we're never dick store fans, but that is, it's a funny thought sometimes <laughs> to just be like, dude. You didn't even get three feet of air. He got hired Napoleon Dynamite. No. <laughs> Have you... Did we tell the story of how Evan came to be? I don't know if... Indeed, we've, like, alluded to it a little bit. But I guess people don't know how he was from your friend to now sitting on the podcast yeah. on our side. Weird, huh? It is actually weird. Really weird. Dude. So you guys, you, you guys enough. know it better than what happened after I told you about him. Basically, yeah, I said the first trip we went to Gold Creek, I was trying to tell Evan to come out and ride forever just because I lived out there now and he was my homie. And I was like, dude, you got to come out and visit and saw the opportunity. I was like, oh, I bet Evan could jump in with these guys. And I shot you guys a text and I said, hey, I got a good friend, like one of my, I can't remember what I said, one of my best buddies from back home. I think I gave you guys some backstory. He's a good kid, I promise. I was like, I went through school with him forever, you know, yada, yada, yada. Do you think he could tag along with you? You guys are like, yeah, sure. And I gave you his number, and then it's kind of a mystery mystery to me after that what happened. But he he was there. I still owe you a hug for doing that for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got me a case of beer last time we were out. We're good. You guys are all squared up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Actually, give me like four. Evan. Yeah, and it, 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 it is interesting that it's Evan. It's the Evan we know now because I think you never steered us wrong. So, like, if you would have, uh, you wouldn't have even had to give him a backstory. It could have been someone well, much shittier than Evan, much cooler, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Believe we, it or not, there is shittier out there. I'm just cooler. saying. We, we like, could have, we would have picked him up either way. That's why I think it's cool that, it, like, you know, like, whoever it was that you were like, hey, can you bring this person out? We would have brought him out. Yeah. So funny though, dude. What was that Evan, truck? Ride Evan didn't like? say a single yeah, word that. the entire truck ride. Legit, yeah. said maybe three words. Yeah, and it was when Ryan pulled out in front of a truck, and Evan goes, "Oh, there's a truck there." <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was quiet. I, I definitely spoke so much more than three words to him, but it was he was the quietest person I'd probably ever met in a while. You've always been like that with new people. I mean, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> dude, can I tell the first time that I even heard the word Sea Boys? Oh, yeah. At hey, this is a heyday story. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I'm at heydays. You know, go there every year, of course. Walking down the aisle with some chick that I um, we're holding hands, whatever, hanging. <laughs> but I don't really know her. She's not my girlfriend or anything like that, right? Okay. Uh, and you didn't and, even know, dude. No. <laughs> Just, just a cute chick. We're holding hands, kind of schmoozing for the day, maybe the day before or whatever. And all of a sudden, she just is like, oh, my God, that's Ben Roth. And just, like, runs over and gives him a hug. And Ben chops it up. It's like, thanks for being a fan, whatever. And he's wearing short shorts, has his hair done nice. And he walks off. I'm like, what the heck was that? It's like, oh, that's Ben Roth from Seaboys. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> One year later, yeah, I was in the truck out to Gold Creek, and and then boom, boom, boom. And was planning the entire time out. He was like, right, if I sucker punch him from the the truck, he's not going to steal my girl. He punches him like, I can come around like fast enough and put him in a headlock. He punches Ben too early in the drive. (laughs) It's just (laughs) awkward the whole way. Do you remember that at all? No. Because, like, that was before you guys were really big, so you probably didn't have as many interactions at the time. I remember it vividly, right (laughs) next to the freestyle show. 
That little rice spot was to the side. Come on, Ben. Tell me the first time you met me. <laughs> Did I meet you? I mean, I was standing. I was standing right there when she's hugging that, on you. See, that's the crazy part. I figured you sent her up there, and we're like, okay, well, I'll guess I'll chill here. And uh, the the crazy part is that you met Evan before that. Like, obviously, I don't expect you to remember, but it's dude. How, the first thing I remember <laughs> when Evan is, I I always just thought he's such a good, humble kid, such a good kid, but. And he has been up oh. until about the last couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> I buy one pair of new shoes and wear sunglasses. <laughs> Evan, dude, Dave, the other day, Ken walks into the into the uh, kitchen and Evan goes, hey, Ken, why don't you get in that new little minivan of yours and run to the grocery store and get us some food? <laughs> Evan said that? Yeah. Oh, this he- is so out of context. We've needed groceries for two weeks. <laughs> He's getting comfortable. He's getting I think that's exactly what Ben said. Jeez, getting comfortable. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. He's still a good kid. Thanks, David. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So Such we- a hidden little gem, dude. And I'll never forget. We Well, we were friends with Evan, but I don't think we hung out with him from that Gold Creek to the next year that we went to Gold Creek. We didn't see each right. other for a year. And then after that, I remember you just being like, dude, you guys live like two hours away from each other. Because why don't you do more? Why don't you just have them up? And, and I think it just hit us yeah, all. Yeah, we were clicked. like... That's a good idea. Yeah, Dave, that's actually a pretty, <laughs> a pretty good idea. And then we had him up for the Thin Ice video. And, dude, I'll never forget. I'd never seen anybody ride on Thin Ice before. You've never seen anybody ride on ice, on ice like before. that. <laughs> yeah, I just can't say it without saying Thin Ice. And Evan came into the first corner like, straight on at me and I'm standing there filming and he came in like fifth gear wicked and laid it down and like bar dragged right in front of me and I was like oh my god and it was you had like that perfect ice too there was like no snow perfect ice no snow and Evan was he was there for business and he showed up like from that instant and I dude after that it was was just like dude Evan's got it he he still did not like talking to the camera at all but you Still were don't. so good on dirt bike, dude. It was just like, well, honestly, if Evan doesn't want to talk to the camera, that's fine. Keep the helmet on and we'll commentate. Dude, that was crazy when you did that and that. Dirt bikes. <laughs> dirt bikes. That's why I'm wearing a shirt that says dirt bikes. And he has a hat on that says dirt bikes. Did that because originate for the first, first two video? years, dude, the first From two Evan. years, Evan was so camera shy. He didn't know what to say. Whenever you pan the camera on him, he would just go, dirt bikes. <laughs> We just thought it was funny at the time, and then, like, honestly, a couple months ago, he was like, "You know, I just said that because I was like so like afraid yeah. of like saying anything else or like didn't know what else to say." But yeah, he stayed humble. You've stayed humble like that because I remember calling him after you guys told me that you were taking Evan on full time, and you know Evan's demeanor. I call him like, "Dude, so stoked for you, man! What, how's it feel?" Yeah, pretty pretty cool. <laughs> That's like nothing pretty else cool. to say. He's like. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty cool. Just calm, collective, like I another mean, day. Do you what do you say? Here? Are you sure you want to be here, Ev? Dude, it was a life-changing opportunity. What are you supposed to say? Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, what do you say? So then we did a bunch of Gold Creek trips. I mean, like, been doing them. Did I mean, how many times have we been there? Like, four, five? Is this five, the fourth time four? this summer? Four? No, I think 
fifth. But we go there, we enjoy ourselves. And then, so circling way back to the first, one of the first questions you asked, like, when was your first experience out west? Was your first experience that was with us? Oh, yeah. First and only. Riding. Mm-hmm. First and only. So that that was, like, so cool. To, I get to it's cool to something. take anyone for their first time, but it's it's even cooler to take someone as close to us as Evan was. But, like, did you ride? What did you ride? I know for one day you rode Ben's, like, Twin Pipe Chaos, which was a riot. So back that's, six, that's 65 Pro. Cracked up Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His lugs. Chaos was a game changer, though. So for the first three days, I rode a stock pro. You rode that 65 I brought. Yeah, and it was, I don't think the clutching was exactly there. I mean, it ripped. It was like but brand it, new at the time, I think. Yeah, it, it was It was being a little bit weird. I think it was still in break-in, too. Yeah. But when I got on Ben's Chaos, I was more comfortable after. You know, now it's day four, plus the sled had way more power, way more playful. So I think I benefited a bit from that and get yeah, a little he, better he didn't have a care in his mind if he <laughs> tossed that bitch into a ravine no. and it came out totaled he knew no but basically after that fourth day was that was when you know you kind of have someone hooked on something when they're thinking about investing their time or money into it you know he's like shit do i need a mountain sled now yeah does anyone have a mountain sled for sale <laughs> so like we knew we had him hooked there which was the plan? I was I thought you were going somewhere with that. <laughs> no, like he was just hooked. Like we, I was. He it's went always out, a little he bit worried. You guys in March, didn't he? This March too, didn't you? Yeah, I guess when we went to Jackson, yeah, we. But that was like four hours on the Shit snow. snow too. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was just a day with Dude, Brett. The, nothing special. Yeah, yeah, I consider that hanging out with Brett. Yeah, that, that wasn't honestly, even riding. Yeah, yeah. That was hanging out. But with But for your first trip, remember how much it snowed that day, that one <laughs> night? Yeah, oh, that's deep. not normal. I mean, that's like four or five times a winter, maybe tops. And we woke up that morning. There's like two feet on the sled deck, and Evans. Oh, that's right. Evans Uncle Buck like was with us. First day. Oh gosh, good old <laughs> Uncle Buck. Guy <laughs> stresses me out. Great guy stresses me out. So good. Well, dude. if it if it makes you feel any better, he was really stressed out on that trip too. Because sometimes we forget. Uh, we have a lot of varying ranges of friends that we bring with. Ben's Uncle Buck, just maybe some dads, whoever, and we just. Put him through the ringer. Our buddy G-Reg, the very first time we took him out, he had uh, an assault. So, you know, wide stance, the skinny skis. And uh, he, I was a little bit bummed because at the end of it, he's just like, this sucks. I love snowmobiling and this sucks. And we put him on a mountain sled and he's like, ah, I take back what I said. But still, it sucked on that. So, like, you, it's definitely a lot better when you have the right sled, which I'm glad we were able to put Evan on. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is when we go out there now, we go out there to make a video. And if right. these people want to come, dude, you, you guys can come. But, like, we're there to make a video. So, like, you're coming with us into the into the thick of it. And so that is what happens with, like, G-Reg's case or Uncle Buck. That's or my... like that where we're just like, dude, we got to kind of do what we got to do. So, yeah. So one thing that's a bummer for you guys with like our relationship, I wish I get it. You guys have business to do videos to make. I would love to go on a trip where it's like, we just go ride. Even if it's just an extra day. And I know you guys got stuff to do and you got, if you're going out at the same time, you're like, might as well bring a camera up. That's the thing. Dude, I could never justify it. Cause I'd be like, this is so good. If like good things, or even just an extra day where the video is already good. And that, just a that's bonus, what I'm waiting but just for. keep I'm it an extra day of day. like, oh, sweet, let's bring it with and we can get some more footage, but let's also just ride to have fun. Because I get those days here and there from, from you know, off the off the clock riding, 
and they're the best days ever. Even though you you kind of back your mind, you're like, man, I wish I was filming something today. At the same time, when you're just riding to ride for the sake of riding, it's so hard to beat that. And that's yeah. when we would probably progress the most. Yeah, anyway, you learn a lot those days too. Yeah. Dude, I haven't rode snowmobile or rode dirt bike with not being like on camera in probably like five years. Yeah, and you guys grind and you do it to the point where it almost stresses me out. Ben gets in that mood where he knows we got to get a video done, and he's like, go, 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 go. Ride his hard out, park, get the shots. It's like one track mind, which is sick. I mean, that's how you guys put out so much content. But then the day goes by, and, you know, it was, it was a job that day, which it and is then for I you think, guys, Yeah, and then you get to the end of the day, and that happens especially. Ben definitely gets on that track of grinding for the shots and it's like you'll get to the end of the day and kind of look at what you have and it's never depressing but it's always like ah could have got a little more in this zone and it's like you you definitely do forget to like enjoy that part of it but then once the video comes out the enjoyment comes back yeah for sure but really quick before we wrap i kind of want to talk about that one time ken came out to ride at saints do you remember that i remember it yeah, that was amazing. I wish Does, we could get him out there again. Yeah. Does Tesla sit? make a snowmobile? Do I let Ken sit down for a minute? <laughs> yeah. yeah he, <laughs> have a seat, Ken. Does Tesla ride a, have a snowmobile? If they did, Ken would have one. I kind of want to hear it from your perspective because I didn't. That was like the second time I'd ever met Ken. And well, you guys said he's like, yeah, Ken can ride. He's been out west before. And later I find out he like went trail riding out west. <laughs> Well, before, I went to Island Park. No. And that's not we, even close to the same. And we didn't know that's we not, were going to be getting into what we were getting into I, either. Like, Dude, that's I not was true. way over my head. Ken, <laughs> you were you used to be a good rider, Ken. I don't know if you have just forgot about this in your mind, but like when you and Ryan and your dads and whoever else used to go out riding, like you could do everything just fine. And then I think you just forgot. No, you guys just progressed like... No, Quite a bit that, yeah. further than what I could Wasn't do. Wasn't that the first trip to Saints? It was. Yeah. The very first one. Also, he was wearing like full on trail yes, riding. Insulated. Dude, I'll never in, forget the insulated. scene that came <laughs> off of him when he pulled that helmet off. Do you remember that photo of him where he's just like, like soullessly staring into the, uh, like, it, the bed? I, was, I was dying the entire trip. I was yeah. like, right. so ungodly hot. And I, I just remember being up there that day and like, Man, I haven't talked to Ken much today. And, I'm like, and then you go, where is Ken? <laughs> where is Ken? And I think you went back. Ha- no, halfway through the day, I was like, I just want to go home. And we just like kept going further and further. And it was like a little, a little more technical, a little more. I felt so bad. I just knew it was like he was doing fine uh, up until Sam brought us to this place called the Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's got names for his zones and. He's like, this is the vineyard. It's gnarly. There's no bottom and just trees all the way up this steep hill. The vineyard. <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh, he, oh. then when he says, I don't take people, when I'm guiding, I don't really take them back here unless I know. And so then I was like, well, we got Ken back here. I was like, I. So this isn't good. <laughs> and that was like the one time that we actually had to like really push a couple tries to just to get him out of there. Yeah. I had, I had a bad, bad time that day. Well, the red flag was when we left the trail and we took that shortcut and it was kind of icy. And right <laughs> off the bat, Ken's going backwards down it. He tipped over. <laughs> yeah. He tipped sliding over and started sliding backwards. Yeah. That was the very first hill and that was the first time we'd ever rode together. And you, yeah. you guys yeah. were just like, oh no, uh, this yeah. can't be good. I'm sorry, so man. embarrassing. It was just like, 
this is we're right off. Sorry, David. You're good. It's just like we're <laughs> right off the trail, and I'm already messing up. Right, yeah, right in front of Uncle Sane. I can't help but notice you never came back. I came back one time. <laughs> you didn't ride. No, yeah, no, I did one day. So he, he still have the atmosphere though. I, yeah. I did one day that that trip. I wish Ken would come out. That's like my goal in the next five years is to get Ken like doing bow ties. <laughs> wow, <laughs> David. We're just like that a, is. We're just like a little cornice. Maybe know. start with Ryan first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you start with all of us. That's something that we like last winter to not make as many trips as we wanted to, but tried to learn bow ties for like three hours yeah. that one day. Yeah, and like I think we all we got made a, some progress. A couple yeah. ones, but yeah, that's definitely a tough maneuver. It's like a kickflip. Once you got it, you right. got it. Do you do you or CJ ever feel like you're left out in sled trips? Like just bum you out ever. Get a little bit of FOMO. It's like seeing all the Snapchats and all that. But and then it's like, yeah, I know I would not even make it halfway to where they're doing this video at. Ken only gets FOMO when you guys are out at the bar. I was going to say, Ken, <laughs> Ken has FOMO when we're cranking beers at the peak. Which is fair. Or down at the bar after riding. Okay, the stuff in, in BC, that looks... That that nightlife. Can if anything, you should just come out to BC for just that. Like we Snapchat Seriously. a lot, but for the funny thing is when we're together, I feel like we're all Snapchatting way more and sending it straight back <laughs> yeah. to like Ken's the only one not here viewing them. Or Trent. Or Trent. Yeah, or Trent somewhere. And it's almost like subconsciously we're like, look how much fun we're having without you guys. And I that feel, does happen. I don't know, dude. So many times I film something or like something so stupid happens and I'm like, who's going to think this is funny? <laughs> yeah. David and Trent might. <laughs> the, like, there's like not that anyone listening would even care to know this, but like we have our group, the Sea Boys, and we have a few group chats that we use, like a few. Most of them are between us, and then the one that like we also use is you or us, and then you and Trent. Yeah, which is just like I guess cool to say. Like, there's a lot of people we met, a lot of cool people over this journey, and like none of them are as close to us as you are. Yeah, and I none of them. Likewise, and I appreciate how damn nice Ken is to me. He's Likewise, a, David. Yeah, he is always he's sending so, you all of our shit no, for free. No, he's not even that. <laughs> he asks a question, I reply. He goes, "Thank you very much" in a timely manner. If there's anyone that Ken will keep up with, it's, I hope this it's doesn't you. start something because you probably you guys don't get that treatment, do you? With oh, Ken, yeah, he doesn't even respond to me. Yeah. Well, you don't ask anything sometimes, so. Dude, I'll send Ken. I. Oh. You, you send in a group chat when there's 50 <laughs> other messages in an hour. And I got to scroll through 50. I'm just like, eh. God forbid Ken scrolls through the group message when he's scrolling Reddit forms all day about Tesla. Oh, Tesla software that isn't completely up to spec. I better drive three and a half hours to go get my Tesla updated. Gosh, I'm lobbying to be nicer to Ken. He's so nice to me. You guys are just on the wrong side of it for him. Yeah. See what I deal with every yeah, day no, here? I appreciate you, Ken. Somebody's got to. He always starts things off with, hi, David. Or, Hello, <laughs> David. And then, thanks, David. I'm like, that is just nice. You guys should try that. David, knowing knowing us personally and watching the videos, is it funnier because you know the dynamic and how like true it is on the videos and you know as soon as like the camera turns off, it just progresses even more yeah. and worse and worse? It is a funny viewing point knowing you guys. I, it, I sometimes wish I could watch it without knowing you because I'd laugh at everything so much harder because I know how Mike is going to react or the way he says something or vice versa, any of you guys. So it's definitely like amplified, but I think now that you guys have the podcast, 
that's pretty personal. And I think a lot of viewers now have a similar experience when watching your videos. You've done a great job at kind of bringing them into your lives more. But yeah, I don't know. There's lots of things I'll watch that'll you'll occasionally almost like reference something we've done in the past or, or right. something along those lines. Or like only you would know. An inside or like a, joke that yeah, only you would know. A subtle inside joke that still is funny to the masses without knowing the backstory, you know? Like that I'll do it. Like that comes up every now and then <laughs> and it just it. <laughs> makes it that much funnier for me. Should we tell the I'll do it story? I feel like people listening to the pod right now, they want to know like what happens when the cameras turn off or what happens after the yeah. Uncle Sane guiding day we love everyone on the 519 team like legit everyone but like our best times have been at sans mm-hmm. San just puts on a like he's the most hospitable person and we get so rowdy at his shops like on the over the top rowdy at so sand shop uncontrollable it's just right something in the air there did you have something specific that sparked that i don't know i just like i think back to the times where the all do it did. <laughs> the all do it day, but like when we were partying at the Airbnb when we were in Afton, we got an Airbnb, a pretty nice Airbnb, but it was like a, a double decker or like a two floors, <laughs> <laughs> double decker, and um, there was like a stairwell that went to onto the basement, and like keep in mind, like pretty nice hey. Airbnb, and. Sane is on the top floor with two beers, pouring them down to Micah, like <laughs> catching half of it. Like there were just no mouth, rules. And the rest just like all over him. And then Sane is just like throwing the beers and like and then, laughing. And then it's, and poor Ken just getting the Snapchats again. <laughs> we, we shaved Mike, like half of Micah's beard yeah, off he that was night. There too. That time, oh, you were there yeah, that yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. Sane Gosh, and, I can't keep them all together. Sane and Nick like shaved my beard into like the worst handlebars ever. <laughs> and then we went to Ho- Hoonigan, thanks to you. And you showed up and like I that. showed up like hungover and seashells. Yeah. Dude, we showed up so hungover. <laughs> With the most ridiculous beard mustache combo ever. That's part of it too. I think we're able to have such yeah, good. It's where the wheel came from. Oh, yeah. And we're able to have such good times with you and all the athletes because we are like too similar mindsetted, mm-hmm. you know, like you, a lot of us are similar action sports. People are similar, but we're like the snowmobiling industry. Yeah. You just end up tearing it up with just about anyone. Yeah. I just need a team like you guys on the media side. Jealous of what you guys do. You guys do a great job. I really appreciate you letting me totally take over your studio. Happy to have you. And kind of throw a little more light on the history here. It's not many people really know how this all started. There's kind of bits and pieces there, but. How it started or why it started. Yeah. Ryan, I'm so sorry you haven't sat down with us. He's yeah. been sitting over there his whole time, and he's been along for this ride. David, I was out of everything we've done, though, what, what can you reflect on of being like, yeah, that's when I was the most mad at you guys? <laughs> 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 so that that comes with comfort with you guys, FYI. That's like, I'm comfortable enough around you guys to hate you sometimes. Oh, and we bring, in the most we loving, bring that out. <laughs> in the most loving way possible. Um, gosh, specifically. It's hard he's, to He's pay. all stressed because there's so many moments. Yeah, really, there is. Your timing is miserable. Anytime we're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time. Just not. I think it's, here. I, yeah, I know, I know. I can't think of a specific instance, but it's when we've been doing videos earlier, like December, January, and there's limited light. 
And I'm like, guys, we got to get in the mountain by like nine because it's going to get dark at like 2.30. And it's like going on noon. Ben's exporting something. Ryan's like in his boxer still. <laughs> I'm sleeping. Micah's not even awake. <laughs> and then you're like, then you guys are like, I got... Then you guys are like, we well, got to get fuel still, and we got to get snacks still. Got to get breakfast. And I've had my gear on. I'm. I think that's what amplifies it. I'm sweating my soul out ninety percent of the time because I've been geared up, ready to go. So I'm hot. I'm angry. I'm late. It's your timing. That's all it is. There's nothing we can say either. You know. Like, you know. Let's take that one on the chin, dude. I just don't think that's gonna change. No, and you know it's bad when you guys like have to make a point to tell me that you're on time. Oh, yeah. You're like, David, look at what time it is. We're here. Like, it's a shocker. Yeah, dude. Last year, where were we? Alpine, when we showed up just like three hours late. Yeah, you cut that one's in the video. You can hear me on the phone, just irate. So mad. And meanwhile, we're just messing with Uncle Buck. (laughs) And we're just like running around Alpine, just like messing with people. You guys get in the parking lot, and even Trent was mad. Trent's like, don't talk to me. Hey, Trent, you understand, right? Yeah. Don't talk to me. Or even when Sane's mad, that's when it's really bad. Dude, Uncle Sane, I've never seen Sane mad. You guys got him mad? I haven't seen him mad. I mean, like, maybe if we were too slow. Maybe. But yeah, you're right. It's all good, dude. (laughs) 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 No, it's all all good. It's whatever, man. Whatever, man. No, this is your guys' guys' day. Dude, I'm just here for you guys. (laughs) Uh, Micah, how you feeling, dude? <laughs> I think it was the the last time I came with out to Alpine. You were furious because we got breakfast. I think we had to run back to the Airbnb, go get something else, come back into town, get fuel. You're getting mad. Trent's getting mad. And then Ryan started getting mad on top of that. Yeah. And Ryan, like, rammed a gas pump with the trailer, like, trying to run out of there. <laughs> Is that when he slams the door? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a domino effect, huh? A little bit. I feel like I caused it. Sorry. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, we just... Sorry, we just kicked Ken off. <laughs> Movie magic. Ryan's here now. Hi. Yeah, uh, that day was... I, I remember hearing... or Actually, I saw it after you guys posted the video. I didn't know Ryan was getting angry also. When I saw him slam the door... Okay. In a classic Ryan move. Maybe. Very maybe so. The, the problem is... Hey, don't trigger up I think vegetable. you... I think you did me dirty. I am also, yes, you, because you're like, Ryan's messing around. He's in his underwear still. I'm always ready to go. So am I. But, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) So these two are always holding us back. So I try to be the one because normally you and I are communicating because. I take that back. Yeah, I was going to say, Ryan, if if anybody is a coordinator. Just making me sound worse. (laughs) I I completely disagreed with you when you said that, but. felt nice. <laughs> it felt nice knowing that you also thought Ryan was a part of that. So I, I didn't want to be rude and, dis, and disrespect you on your own podcast, on our own podcast table, <laughs> in front of uh, our podcast cameras recording us with our SD cards right now. Anyway. These are my SD cards. Oh. Oh. I uh, so the the problem is, is David's stress is transferred to me because he says, Ryan, parking lot at 11, you get the boys there. And I go, all right, Davey, we'll do our best. See you at noon <laughs> is what I'm figuring, right? So we're going through this whole thing. You're just I've, delusional. Then. I know, I know. 
so, and we're going through the whole thing, trying to get everybody going. We don't even leave the house till an hour or t- we don't even leave the house until we're supposed to be there. And then I get there and we have to gas up and I have my freaking exosled, which mm. was unfortunately great invention, but not a great invention for me. And it was, was it though? Was Ryan's, it a great invention? I don't know. I hate to just down talk anybody that's well, doing Ryan, anything. Well, you, you know? already bankrupted the company. So <laughs> I don't think I did. What do you I, have to lose at this point? No. Poor family. Dude, mom and Ben pop edited shop. that video. So anything Ryan said don't was put this on put, me. I'm not. I'm putting it on both of you. So and anyway. I'm also putting it on me too. No, it's I 100%. Took the deal. No, I definitely, yeah. So anyway, that was also frustrating. And then I turned out of the gas pump with our trailer and I may have bumped the trailer into the gas pump accidentally. And then when I found out I did that, I was a little bit upset with myself. And so I slammed the door once, not on camera. And then they go, Hey, and then they made me more upset. And then I, they were like, slam the door again, do it. And I went, I will slam the door extra, extra hard. Just yeah. what you saw. And I, I listen. I love the, whoa. And then Ryan, what? <laughs> <laughs> True psycho move. Yeah. So I think the moral of it for me is to just mentally, like I tell you guys, ten, but I'm actually planning for eleven. Correct. People do that to me all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just need to say an hour earlier than it actually matters, mm-hmm. and then we might actually. Which is and actually, then also be okay with us being late. Which is actually yeah, like, like uh, eleven fifteen. Low key, like a really good life hack. Yeah. As in, like, I'll just be the one to put myself. Like that works on me. If you want me there at eleven, tell me ten. It does because you've done it. I know. I you know. literally the last time that happened to me, they're like suppers at seven, come at six forty five. Or sorry, supper was at seven, told me to be there by six forty five. I probably rolled in at 647, and all was good. And I was like, what a great thing you guys just did. <laughs> and then you figured it out. <laughs> Can you imagine right, the day I execute on that where you guys beat me and you're ready? Or, or yeah, like you tell us like a, a like maybe two hours early, and then yeah. we're like it's we're all, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's starting to happen with your old age, David. I know. I'm getting slower. You're getting slower. You're not bouncing back quite as quick Mm -hmm. as you used to off of the bottle the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we're just getting big-brained and we're getting you more drunk the night before. Yeah. I might have been a fool to all of it all along. Uh Maybe. You're always it's your a really master plan. When we do get you to do that, you're always a really good time. Thanks. Always. <laughs> always. Like, that's what's But the fun. times you don't, you suck. Yeah, What's <laughs> your no, other option no. is, it's when, kind, of a, yeah, kind of a bad time. When David lets loose, he's like a giddy little girl. Like, you're just like, yay! I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good way to be intoxicated. So I fun. think your best, the best David I've ever seen is Canadian David. When we go up to Revelstoke. <laughs> And right up there. You're talking about the ska band Something in the air, dude. Something uh, in the air. Yeah, that. Just the whole the whole rig. We could talk about Canadian snowmobiling and how great it is. But the Canadian bars are the best. Which anybody who's ever been on a snowmobile trip knows. The riding's like very fun, but the after party's the best. The funniest part is it feels like it's lawless, even though their laws are probably way gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> do still have laws in Canada. Yeah, and it's the last place you want to get. But the money isn't worth anything. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, everything's on sale. The whole country's 25% off. <laughs> Dude. When Mike got so drunk that night, we one, we lost him. And then two, he lost his <laughs> wallet, 
And just, it ended up just, at just no, some my, random chick's house. No, my God, phone. Remember that? And then my we were phone. tracking him down. Oh, your phone. phone. We were tracking it down. We're oh, like, yeah, they grabbed it from end the bar. Up here last night? And we, like, go up, and I'm like, yo, thanks for grabbing my phone. And he's just like, no clue who we are. No clue where he got even. I don't remember where I got the phone. Yeah. Just some random He was house. also recovering from an evening. Yeah. yeah. That was the same day we went out. It was December, so it got mm-hmm. dark at 3. That was the day we went to ride at like 1230 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you and Trent wore different helmets the entire night. Yeah, we didn't or realize it. Day. We didn't realize it till like days after when we saw photos of us riding. Because the sunset so was beautiful. Funny. It so was. We were taking pictures. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember wearing that. Is that Trent? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me. We were so hungover. We switched, <laughs> switched helmets and never realized it all day long. And Trent's a stinky guy. So <laughs> I think I would have noticed that. <laughs> The only thing that people hear about Trent on this podcast is that we're good friends with him and he's stinky. And he's old. And he's old. Yeah. Oh, don't forget about is that. He? He's old as dust. We should give him a plug for yeah, people to buy, say, buy some dairy. Well, oh, that too. Yeah, Trent's a dairy farmer. So just <laughs> buy milk. Keep and also, milk. Trent takes a lot of photos when he's on the trips. He takes a lot of photos that get used in 509 for whatever, catalogs, social media. And he just he almost prides himself in not being credited mm-hmm. for the most part <laughs> but he like gets to go on the trips and stuff i'm sure he does love not getting any credit yeah and david taking it all i'm pretty sure he prides himself on it trent's listening to this right like, no, but right don't. now he's like that's not where did he get that that's not true at all if you look at the calendar anytime he took a photo it says oh it still trent says Hux. it yeah, yeah no yeah. he just said that in the group chat today gosh poor guy you should have trent on sometime i'd love to that's another mystery. I think people kind of know who he is. Well, the whole time, he would just be shit-talking soy and almond milk. <laughs> it's like the dude can't even stay focused. It's like, bro. Work, 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 work bro, all the time. I know, that, I know that you hate big soy, you know? <laughs> Gosh. What were we going to talk about there? Oh, that exo sled day. I don't know how far you want to go on that. But oh, when Ryan mm. bankrupt the company? <laughs> just the trail ride. I'll never forget it. That was I like to consider myself not a good snowmobiler, but an above average snowmobiler. And I truly could not manage that. Yeah. You're, you are, I think you're probably the best out of the group. Dude, I take absolutely no offense to that at all. <laughs> I think Ryan's the best sledder out yeah. of all of you guys. I would hope so, being that he rides the most. Well, yeah. because Ryan is, if you could take anyone with and say, follow me. He will be behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just and that to me it like shows a lot of skill. I'm gonna go here, you follow me, you guys follow me, and then Ryan's the one that's right behind you. However, he also is in the most sticky situations. Consistently. For those of you that know the ride backcountry, <laughs> like if you're in those sticky situations, it it means you're pushing yourself. Dude, some of those, like, the last trip we were on, you're, like, on the edge of a cliff. I think you had oh, to kind of go. David had yeah. to come save me. It was like, was scary. I'm like, Ryan. You shouldn't be there. I was <laughs> I scared. I did yeah, not want to yeah. be there. I was scared for you. Yeah, like, I got them. over to him like, Ryan, we shouldn't be here. <laughs> I don't want to be helping you right here. That, that was a total sled if we didn't get that out of there. It was very close. Sane right? Sane sleds. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, Uncle Sane let me borrow a sled. But yeah, it. Uh, everybody's got that guy. Unfortunately, I am that guy. You guys have come a long, long way, though. Mm-hmm. I think we've done a really good job at showcasing bad <laughs> yeah in ryan's snowmobile well, and everybody's oh mm-hmm. everybody's but ryan's has definitely taken the biggest hit to the the ego of of like the internet 
has oh, like right. taken it upon themselves to make sure that Ryan knows. Well, what's funnier, really? some guy driving really? through and Bro. missing three trees, or the guy coming up plowing over three trees? Well, yeah, it's way there's that, that. But I think we've just made such a joke out of it, yeah. like time to time. And people just comment, like, this guy needs to hang it up. Oh, yeah. There was all those GoPro clips in your turbo where you're just, like, the only tree in the hill. And he goes mm -hmm. right up it. Well, it was just you that. look at the tree, and you're obviously going to hit it. Yeah. And that's what I thought the turbo was for. Yeah. yeah. The turbo that we installed that night in Revelstoke. Mm -hmm. Which was so cool. Like, going, again, working our way up to Ryan was the it was just when we started working with Polaris and Ryan was the only one to even get a sled. I think we had at sleds that point, at the yeah. time, but you're Ryan's so like, clever. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then we got that sled, and we're like Ryan, brand new sled, and then we got him the turbo. David and him put it on in like legit two hours, and then uh, just ripped. Also, like for people that I don't is that what do you say about that? Putting a turbo on a sled with zero miles. <laughs> well, he does it every year. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just they just kind of run crappy for the first hundred miles till it's out of break in. Then they, yeah, then, they, then it's fine. Yeah, I've never had an issue with it. If you ask anybody that can actually ride a snowmobile, they will tell you that you do not need a turbo. Oh, ninety percent of people that have turbos don't need them, and it's for sure true. Yeah. Most people don't need a turbo, but man, is it fun! Yeah, <laughs> I know a handful of people that can ride a stock snowmobile to its full potential. Mm hmm. You buddy. guys aren't any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, can, we, can we tell the story of when you and Nels came up? Oh man! Last, can I tell that? Which, which when story? I was on, which when one? I was on the black uh, indie turbo. I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, what was the story? When I almost totaled it. Oh yeah, for sure we doubled that. Okay, Perfect. that was another yellow tag. That was another yellow tag, but that one was the fresh only. Yeah. It was the only Indy Turbo and the VR1 Boost. Thank you. Yeah. Brand new. David and Nels, our players plug, bring these two snowmobiles up, and I'm riding the Indy Boost, and this thing is a rocket. Like, the fastest snowmobile I have ever ridden. And I come over this hill. I think I just, I think I just blacked out and forgot how to snowmobile for a second. <laughs> And next thing I know, I'm sliding down this hill at a patch of trees and like... Well, you were just going about 35% faster than you would I normally up, right? ever And then I didn't hit go. the brakes in time. Anyway, I, I avoid hitting two, two or three trees, but David and Nels don't really see that. So they see me just fly into these trees. Nels looks at me and goes, "Did he just wrecked that snowmobile?" Yeah, he, didn't, like, he didn't even want to look. That was like, like a that ghost. was the only one. That was one yeah. of one snowmobiles, like and they're a half using a that million for... dollar snowmobile at the time. <laughs> Let's put it this way: I don't know if we're the cornerstones of the Polaris demo program, and then no. we didn't have much weight to I pull. Think they put us last, though. And then if we anything, wonder we're why we're the last ones to be able to touch or look and at we, those snowmobiles. We next wonder year. like why they get nervous. Have you seen oh, wow, the photos from that? The one I posted the other day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Did you? I have you. Have you seen the second one? Mm -mm. Like, there's a photo taken a quarter of a second later, mm -hmm. and it looks, in hindsight, like things are going wrong already, because Ben's head is in a really unnatural position for like <laughs> coming into a corner. He's has that look of when your visor grabs wind and your head starts going back, because he's like this. <laughs> but his eyes are, you can see his eyes, and his eyes are looking down. Like, he's <laughs> totally still going straight, but there's definitely a corner. And it's just, like, foreshadowing what's about to happen. I think I was mid-sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
I'm so glad that didn't end worse, though. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I kind of got a good thing to wrap on right there, talking about snowmobiles. That, I bet, for you guys, I know you've done a lot of cool things. I mean, you guys have built this kind of an empire now. You got some cool cars. You got brand new snowmobiles. Ben, you own a Lamborghini. Like, pinch me moments, and you guys have all stayed humble. But I had one of those moments for you when we were riding those prototype sleds in February. They weren't, they were not released yet. They came out two or three weeks later. But Ben, you, we took a loop and came over to your, your parents' house. Mm -hmm. And your dad came out. And no, you were on the pond. Sorry, sorry. You were on the pond that you used to as a kid. It's a little tiny pond that you used to go and carve around on. And now, you know, 15 some odd years later, here you are riding an unreleased prototype half a million dollar snowmobile on the same pond haven't left your hometown or anything, <laughs> have gotten to this point. And I kind of had one of those, I, I like having those father moments looking at you like, this is kind of cool. Yeah, that was that was insane, dude. Snowmobiles, man. Snowmobiles. Snowmobiles, and it's crazy. All the, of you guys were there for that. and Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy the different paths you can take, though, to achieve your, your goals. Because at the time, dude, when I was a little kid, and I would go out, and my parents would tell me, you can't leave the pond. <laughs> but, but you can put as many laps on as you want. And I put on like 20 miles on this, on this pond. I put on like 500 laps. Yeah. It's like the Indy 500. <laughs> and um, you know, I just remember thinking that like at the time, like the only thing that matters to me, the only thing I want to do is just ride snowmobiles. And dude, how cool would it be if I could get uh, Polaris to like give me snowmobiles or yeah. like have anything to do with them. And then fast forward know 12 odd years and you take the route of just filming yourself having fun on the internet to achieve something like that it, it's like truly one of those things you can literally this day and age do whatever you want yeah and you can achieve your goals but like i don't know dude it's it's so wild that we are from minnesota and we haven't left our hometown and we've managed to convince uh, 1.6 million people to uh, to watch us week after week, and and they find enjoyment of that too, and and I think that's really special because you give them kind of like an outlet, because I I know how that feels when I watch uh, people that I look up to or people that entertain me. So I yeah, we're just like we're so lucky, we're so yeah. blessed. Well, congrats, guys. <clears throat> Yeah, so stoked for you. Stoked for this season too. I know mm -hmm. we're gonna ride like, snowmobiles. Now I want to ride snowmobiles. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Like, are snowmobiles here yet? Yeah. Well, thanks guys for letting me, like I said, take over your studio. I felt a little bit of uh, tension there when Ben called me out on using his cameras <laughs> for, for a split second. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I don't care. But um, you guys, inspiration. Everything you do is awesome. Uh, anybody watching, listening, like, just go out and do it. Prime example. Evan, two kids from small town Cloquet are now somehow involved with you guys and we've all crossed paths in life. Like it's all doable. So if you take anything away, have fun with your friends and you know, just let life take you where it will. But the determination and hard work, you guys are a prime example of all of that. Thanks, Dave. You are too, man. Thanks, pals. Thank all right. You. Well, we can keep rambling for like hours if we want <laughs> to, but Classic, like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, we appreciate the reviews. You guys are awesome. We've been reading them all. Um, YouTube, leave us a comment too. Who do you want to see next? 
Thanks again, C-Boys, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Peace. Bye.